can't handle the truth. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Do I feel lucky? Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Gang, this is a really exciting day. This is the return episode of Through the Lens with Darren and Tracy. And I put myself first because I have the recording device in my hand, so I have all the power. Uh, it's been a long time, Tracy. Are, yeah. you, are you excited to be back? Excited to be back. Excited to get back to it. Well, we're a little out of, out of practice, a little rusty, so we're, we're going to kind of give you a warm-up episode with the movie Spirit Untamed. It's an appetizer, if you were. Yeah, for sure. So let me start with playing a game, and I did not tell Tracy I was going to do this beforehand. Oh, good gracious. Forget what the movie was. When you hear the, the title Spirit Untamed, what would you think it's about? <laughs> and I have my own answer. Not what the movie was about. I would think it would be like a bad romance novel with Fabio on the cover. That's a, I would award you a point for that. My first impression was more of a um, teen romance, Romeo Juliet, modern day story where the the girl wants to date a guy. He's got like a life-threatening condition, and her dad says no. And or from the other side of the tracks. Other side of the tracks. Yeah. Yes. So I was thinking like, oh, her spirit can't be untamed, but that's completely not what this is about. Spirit Untamed is is what Tracy? I'll let you describe it because we both saw it together. <laughs> it's a movie about a girl who goes out to the west to be with her dad, and uh, she basically falls in love with a horse. And well, first of all, this is a kids' movie. We're talking about yes. like she befriends yes. a horse. She, <laughs> she befriends a horse. Um, and it's an animated movie from DreamWorks. Yes. So I have some. Well, first of all, we'll get the stats out of the way. This is an hour and twenty eight minutes. It's a pretty fast sprint. And it's rated PG. Correct. Now, the first thing I will say before we get into this movie is, due to um, parental care obligations, my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter watched this movie with us. Yes. And I will let Tracy answer this question. Do you think she enjoyed it? Yes. She was quiet. She was well-behaved. She didn't run around, didn't scream. She was mesmerized. She was literally mesmerized and starstruck the entire time. And she's laughing right now. She's our guest. So she enjoyed, she enjoyed this movie. And frankly... Um, for a kid's movie that's animated, that's really all you can ask for. Because I thought, I was a little nervous. I have not taken her a movie since she got out of the baby carrier and was sleeping the whole time. So um, this was good. So that's a, that's a um, good thing to say about Spirit Untamed. Yeah. So here's the thing. I have, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, well, this feels familiar when I heard the title and saw the movie poster. I think this is either some sort of sequel or remake to a movie that came out in 2002 called Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. I don't remember if I saw that movie. That was a long time ago. It's an animated movie. That one was more of a um, traditionally animated movie, and this one's a CGI. Mm-hmm. But the horse looks exactly the same, and his name's Spirit. Yeah. So I think it must be related. So you can go ahead and at me on Twitter if uh, you know, have seen Spirit of the Cimarron, and you think this is a successor to that. But I, I think that might be related. So that's my geeky movie trivia for the, for the Cimarron Spirit Untamed movie connection. So who's in Spirit Untamed, Tracy. Because I always like this with animated movies. Like, yeah. Sometimes they get some big names. And you're like, oh, who is that? So you throw one out, then I'll throw one out. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, I'm going to say what I like him in. He was Mysterio in Spider-Man Far of From Home. Course. Which is like probably his least notable role, but I always tie it to comic books. Yep. He was also in Nightcrawler, I think, right? Yes. But that was not about the Marvel superhero. That was about no. a creepy photographer dude or something. Okay, so who else in this movie? Oh, i got to pick one now. Yeah. I'm going to put the name, and you're going to tell me if you can recognize what she's from. Okay. Isabella Merced. I don't know where she's from. 
She is from Dora the Explorer live action movie that I reviewed. That's why I don't know where she's from. And she was in Transformers The Last Night. So, <laughs> of course I don't know where she's from. Yeah, so anyway, I actually surprisingly enjoyed the Dora the Explorer live action movie, even though I had never seen the cartoon. Do you have someone for me? Uh, Julianne Moore. Yeah, that's kind of a surprise. Now, she's like in everything, but do you want to throw like a role out that you liked her in? Uh, oh, I knew you were going to ask she's me She's getting close to like the Brad Pitt status where you just kind of know who she is. I don't have to give you Yeah, name. beautiful redhead. Um, I think the role I liked her in was, I think it was called Far From Heaven with Dennis Hayes Bear. It was in, it took place in the 60s. Um, that's the one you're going to go with first? Okay, Tracy, we're, we're, we're that's, starting. That's the one I'm going to go with. That's fine. Uh, she's, I think she's won, like, awards and stuff. Like, she's legit. I think she won an Oscar for that movie, yeah. So here's the weird thing. Oh, and she played an Alzheimer's patient. Um, Forever Alice or... Yeah, these are not movies that I see, Tracy. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I know she's you, legit. You wouldn't have seen it. She's legit, though. Um, I'm going to throw out one. Andre Brower. And that's spelled B-R-A-U-G-H-E-R. You don't know who he is necessarily, but he's like... Brooklyn 911. Homicide Life on the Street? Yeah. Not, uh, yeah, in Brooklyn 911. Yeah, he's, he's cool. Um, he had a supporting role in this movie. I have to go back to your um, Julianne Moore. This is surprising because she played kind of the comic relief in this movie. Yeah. Which is kind of against type for her, I think. It is. Um, and I think there was one more dude that I would mention. Oh, Walton Goggins. Okay, no one's going to this movie to see Walton Goggins, but he is like always the same kind of... Actually, he was in the Dora Explorer movie too. He was the kind of bad guy in that. Oh, okay. He's a bad guy. I think he was also in like one of the major leagues as the rookie, like one of the sequels that wasn't good. And And he was on that series that... Shield. Yeah, he was on The Shield. And then he was on that one series, uh, I forget, with... uh, I forget. I didn't research. I didn't do my research. Sorry. I like Walton Goggins. <laughs> I would. I would say he's kind of. I don't, he's above a character actor, but he's kind of those guys, one of those guys who's not a pure star, but he shows up, and I always like his performances. So. Right, and he's very underrated. Very underrated. So speaking of underrated, the next thing I always talk about with an animated movie is the animation. So obviously, we know Pixar has set the standard for animation nowadays, and everyone else is second, third, fourth place. Um, how would you describe the animation in this movie? And again, it's DreamWorks, which people have seen the DreamWorks movies. That's probably the second biggest animation studio right now besides Pixar and Disney. Yeah, I thought the animation was, uh, was really good. Um, I noticed the hands of the little girls. They looked real. And the shots from far away looked like the characters were people. Yeah, the, like the character real de- people, not CGI people. The character designs were interesting. They went with the um, really big heads and eyes kind yes, of thing, and then yeah. ultra um, hyper stylized bodies that were kind of too skinny at some points. But yes, absolutely. Like the, the legs looked like they would literally fall over, but it was it was done on purpose, not just bad animation. Right. Uh, I actually thought the horses were done very well, and I'm not a horse dude at all, um, but the horses look cool, and they they actually did a nice job of making each horse look a little different. Because it, it would have been easy to take the easy way out and just make all these horses brown horses except for the one main horse. But they, they all different right. patterns and sizes and shapes and stuff. So. And something else I, I noticed, the profile of the Jake Gyllenhaal character and the Julianne Moore character, the profiles looked like the real person. Especially Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. He looked 
I mean, you wouldn't yeah. say, oh, that's Jake Gyllenhaal, but once you heard his voice yeah. and you saw him, and they don't have to do that in an animated movie. I think it's kind of an interesting, nice touch because it kind of goes into his performance. Um, but I do agree with that. So I would say the animation was, was solid. Um, who would you say this movie is appropriate for? Um, I have probably an unfair advantage because I had a two-year-old sitting on my lap. Yeah. Um, families with younger kids, I would say... 10, maybe 12 and under. I, I would agree. I, I was a little worried because uh, I'll, I'll out Parker because she's not old enough to understand what I'm saying, but she, she gets scared easily um, with loud noises, even at the zoo, like when the animals roar, she gets scared. She didn't get scared once. This movie does not have a lot of, a lot of peril in it. It's got kind of cartooned peril, but even the, quote, bad guys aren't super yeah. bad. They're, yeah, they're bumbling idiots. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're not really ever really trying to hurt anybody. They're basically, I don't think I'm giving away a spoiler, trying to capture these wild horses and make money off them. So yeah. there's not that kind of scary moment, like even in a Disney movie where there's like fire or Bambi or something and they're afraid. So yeah, I, nothing like that. Parker wasn't scared. She's two and a half. Um, and I, I think there's, again, like most Disney movies, there's the um, parental death at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> it's very implied. And yes. Parker had no idea. And it's, you know, you don't see anything. So I definitely think it's appropriate, and it doesn't have any scariness. It doesn't have any um, um, curse words, obviously. And it definitely avoided the cheap shot potty humor. Yes. Which I kind of am getting annoyed of. You know, it's like too easy. Yeah, I didn't have that, any of that, jokes that, like that was a, a positive for this movie, for sure. Now, the one thing I hated about this movie, as a new dad, is that it basically glorified completely bad parental behavior. <laughs> Like, the whole movie, the kids are, like, just gone for days, and they don't seem to notice, and they're like, hey, why don't you just go ride this wild, crazy horse that could kill you? I know this seems like a little bit of, like, do we, I don't want my daughter running around doing stuff that I tell her not to do, and then yeah. at the end be like, my bad, kid, I didn't trust you. I don't and know what go you finish the job. Yeah, finish the job that you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> so it's got a moral. The moral's not bad, but it, I definitely don't want to... That definitely kind of struck me as hilarious. I don't know what you thought about that, but... Yeah, you know... Be strong, be brave, let courage lead the way. Yes, I just, that's, that probably two years ago I would have been like, that's cool, but now I'm like, Parker, if you get on a horse and ride across some crazy canyon, I'll that's, do something bad to you. That's the message. Be strong, be brave, let courage lead the way. So I, I did kind of criticize that part, but I, I will say it's got nice um, female, female friendships. The three girls became good friends and yep. there wasn't any of that like meanness that is in movies or anything. Yes. Like no one's mean. No one's movie. mean. Just those rustlers. And they weren't even that mean and either. And they weren't even mean. They were just comical. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a kind of a, it's got a nice message just if you don't worry about your daughter not listening to what you say, which is happening right now actually. So, um, so Tracy, I don't want to give you a final score yet, but is there anything else you wanted to add? We've hit our major points that we usually hit on the show, but is there anything else you want to add about this movie and your impressions? Obviously, you were not looking forward to it going into it because we are not the target audiences. Correct. Um, you know, the message, the message is good. It didn't beat a, pardon the expression, it didn't beat a dead horse to death, um, which I liked because some of those movies sometimes will just hammer the message over and over. They come off as heavy-handed, and you're like, yes. I get it. Yeah. This uh, movie did not do that. This movie is great for small kids. I was entertained. Um, I will say that there's no curveballs. It's not, I mean, you'll figure out everything yeah. that's going to happen from the first five minutes of the movie. It's, so. it's predictable, but it's, it's easy to get settled into. And 
do you dare give a final score? I mean, I, I have no reference points. There hasn't been a Marvel movie in two years, so I, oh, I always gosh. save my tens. Um, do you want do you want to give a final score, Tracy? I don't. I don't even know where to go with this. I mean, you could say you could easily say this is the best movie you've seen live in the theaters in two and a half years. It seems like. I think I'll go with like a seven. It's interesting you say that. I was going to go seven and a half, which I guess I can do because I just said it. Yeah. Uh, it was. We both were not. This is, we're not the target audience. We both didn't really want to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, I made it through. It's a, it's a short hour and a half. Hey, summer's here. Movies are open. You want to go out, have a diversion. Obviously, it kept my two-and-a-half-year-old quiet, so I have to give it credit for that. Speaking of movies, Tracy, the reason we're able to do this is something's kind of opening back up for legit now. The Strand is opening back up on Friday, uh, June 18th, which is tomorrow because we're taping on Thursday the 17th. So if it's open tomorrow, yes. are you open with movies now? We're open with movies, 100% capacity, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday until the demand dictates that we open for more days. So I know you have three screens here at the Strand. We just did a, talked about the, the Spirit Untamed. Yep. That's one of them. Yep. What are the, just so people know, what are the other options? Cruella. And that is the, um, I guess it would be a prequel of the Cruella de Vil from 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Maleficent. Like, hey, let's figure out why they're so bad. Yes. And then the other movie is A Quiet Place 2. Now, here's the thing, gang. The movie industry has been very um, turned upside down by the closures, the pandemic. We don't know how long things are going to be here, what's coming. So I would say if you're interested in seeing something, especially A Quiet Place 2, you might want to get out here and see it. Yes. Um, Cruella will have for two weeks. We don't know how long we'll have a quiet place to for, but Spirit Untamed is only going to be here this weekend. So. so if you want to see Spirit Untamed, see that. And the next week you can see Corolla if you have two kids' movies, plan it out that way. Well, next week is oh, well, F9, The Fast Saga. So Fast and Furious 9 is coming out next week? You don't call it that. Oh, I'm it's sorry. It's called F9, The Fast Saga. Now, I'm sorry. This episode's gone off the rails, no pun intended, uh, based on the episode with the trains and the... Yeah. Um, you used to not be a Fast and the Furious franchise person. In fact, I think you had never seen one before we started oh, our show. Okay. Are you on board now? I'm on board. Are you in? I'm in. Because this is the ninth movie. I think this is like a bazillion dollars have been made by this franchise. I'm in. So... All things going according to plan. We will review Fast and the Furious 9 next week. Yes, we will. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to have explosions and cars. I've seen tons of previews. It looks fantastic, and there's no better place to see that movie than on the big screen. No, it's true. This movie is, is a good diversion to go out and see, especially if you have families. But the, the Fast and the Furious movies, as well as the Marvel movies, those you really need to see on the big screen. I know a lot of movie theaters are doing the kind of co-release you know, you can see it on the, you know, your home video rental thing, but like, you got to see these suckers on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, this needs to be on the big screen. You can't, you can't get the effect, and you can't, you can't get the feels and all of that emotion that goes with seeing a movie on a big screen in a darkened theater with a bunch of people that you don't even know all going through the same experience. So get out some movies, try it out this weekend. Strands open, but gear up, save a couple bucks for fast. What's it called now? F9, The Fast Saga. Fast and the Furious 9, I said it. Go, <laughs> Come get me, Vin Diesel. Gang, we'll see you next week. Thanks again. Okay.